Wes and Andy, and we are back one more time. Tuesday night random fandom for the week of uh, September 10th, 2033. Uh, random fandom number 30. September 10th, 2033. Did I say live 33? from the future? Did I say 33? Yeah. 2023. And it's not the 10th either, it's the 19th. My eyes are bad. <laughs> wow. Tenth was a, a week and a bit ago. All the way from somewhere else to right here. Yep. Coming at you live from the future until it's not. <laughs> this is number 30 is something. 32. 32 of Random Fandom for Tuesdays. Good evening, Go Figure. Hello, Adam at Go Figure. Another epic Tuesday night, Random Fandom. Uh, you're going to learn uh, everything in real time, just as I will, too. <laughs> <laughs> yep, we got some wild stuff tonight. Uh, right on. But uh, we should probably start with uh, one of our. What we would like to do one of these things. It's a tradition. Thing, All right, yeah. let's try this one. Random fandom trivia. Oh, TJC's in the house. So, question for you. Uh, yeah. Okay. Shoot. On September nineteenth of nineteen eighty-four. Wait a second. That's today. Except a, uh, yeah, bunch, a bunch of, of years like, ago. Yeah, a bunch of years ago. Okay. Uh, which angel-based television show premiered on NBC? 84. 84. 84 angel-based television in the 80s. Well, there wasn't a lot of it. There eventually did become a lot. Yeah, but I can only think... Is it really that old? Because, I mean, I can only think of one show, and I'm and I'm going to ask... Is Highway to Heaven that old? Well, well, Go Figure says uh, Highway to Heaven as well. Oh, hey! And you know what? You're both correct. It is Highway to Heaven. It is okay. Highway to Heaven. Okay. Um, I was a huge... So, I mean, I like Michael Landon. I mean, wasn't a big Bonanza fan because it predates... It's older than I am. Yeah. Um, but I was a little house junkie. So, like... <laughs> so was my wife. Yeah. Um, I did not watch a whole lot of Highway to Heaven, but when victor french that's him when he came on the show i it made it a better show i it, I, it was cool go figure adam says uh what a little house reunion yeah little house reunion one. show yeah really. really yeah well the character that victor french played was originally supposed to be a younger handsome type actor sure and apparently michael landon nixed that saying you know i don't want anybody cuter than me on the show <laughs> so it was rewrote and tailored to victor french you know they had such great chemistry together oh, in uh 100%. in both shows yeah 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 Oh, Adam, to this day, Little House is my comfort show. You know, it's a. Uh, and it's, it's still good. airs, right? Yeah, it's good. It's still it's on good. there. Yeah. I think it's it, perhaps easier to watch than it is to watch reruns of Seventh Heaven. I would think so. Yeah, uh, it's got I, its own I, stuff. Last couple of years, I, I've tuned into a few reruns of Highway to Heaven. And, and? It holds up. 
It does. And you see like actors before they were super famous on there. So it's kind of neat that way. That's what I've been doing recently is I've been revisiting the love boat. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Every episode of the love boat and the three uh, TV movies from 1987 are all on Paramount plus. So I've been slowly making my way through the love boat and man, it's corny as all get out, but it's so much fun to watch. Well, that's the make mark of a good show, right? Yeah, absolutely. Well, I get that's cool. Uh, I didn't I want, didn't know want a couple more factoids about oh, it. Oh, sure. Let's do it. Well, it ran from 84 to 89, which should be easily accessible on the internet. Yeah. But apparently Michael Landon quit smoking in the summer of 89 after Victor French died of lung cancer. It's amazing what will pro as somebody uh, speaking as an ex smoker. Um, and, and I feel like for Michael Landon, it, it probably was very similar. Fear is a good motivator. Absolutely. Um, so don't do what I did. Don't quit out of fear. I mean, do quit, but, but don't yeah. let, don't wait. Yeah. Yeah. This was also Victor French's last television series. I guess so. Wasn't before it? Yeah. His past. yeah. Yeah. Adam says <laughs> there has never been a more evil villain than Nellie Olson. Here, here, that child she is the so devil. horrible. Well, you know what? Mrs. Olson was terrible. Nell. Oh, Nell was the father, and then uh, what was her, her name? name? Hattie. Hattie Nelson. Hattie. Is that right? Am I but getting? She that was right? like the. She was the template for Harriet. Nellie. Harriet. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Even watching now, it's like, how did they not slap that woman out of town? I mean, the early episodes uh, painted her and Willie in a very similar. Yeah. They were both sort of like the uh, the Eddie Haskells of the show, right? But she got downright terrible. Like, at one point, there was an episode where she's, like, being all racist and everything. and oh, oh. Shows you could never do uh, in the lens of uh, in the Until social. Today, no. Yeah, exactly. No. Still. Nice to, re I, I like it, to go it, back and revisit them. Still, it's got good lessons in it. Yeah. You know, Absolutely. tell the truth and be good to thy neighbor and all that. Jazz. Absolutely. But, and it's okay to go see your doctor, even if they are a veterinarian. Yep. <laughs> got to do what you got to do. <laughs> that was the big bomb drop on that one. What? You're a vet? Oh my God. <laughs> there was a few big bombs on yeah, that. Yeah. 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 Like at one point the doctor tried to fall in love, but there was too big of an age gap yeah so yeah but should we move on to the first yeah let's do it let's get to, let's get to the uh, business at hand don't forget everybody uh random fandom tuesday 100 audience participation uh hanging out with us here in the live chat uh always looking for your questions and comments maybe you saw something this week in the headlines that we didn't that you want to talk about uh if you're so uh, bold you can always hit the custom whatsapp link located in the description of this video and you can call us up in real time and you can be on the show true oh, coming in what? lovely wife jen harriet olsen was the worst nelly saw the error as her ways and became good which is true because she did marry that dude with the spectacles who taught her how to cook right because she got like all right up in like a real hot minute yeah 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 and stopped being evil i think you know that's that well that was a writing choice i mean you probably you can only because, I mean, those those kids literally grew up on really TV. So at some point, you know, pull, uh, putting frogs in, in people's pockets and pulling their hair, you know, <laughs> kind of gets old, right? True. Yeah. But people down at Disney World uh, were forced away from the rides. 
What? Yeah. Why? Uh, because a wild bear broke into the Magic Kingdom. What? Oh my. That's yeah. like aerial photography. It is. Uh, apparently he broke in and it caused 10 rides to be shut down. Uh, well, officials from Florida Fish and Wildlife were made aware that they had to go get this guy uh, who was hiding in a tree near Big Thunder Mountain. <laughs> and this was Monday morning. So it was uh, a bear in the park. Yeah. All right. Who left the honey pot? <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't Pooh Bear, but um, yeah, they had to go in. They had to uh, close it down and get this guy out. Uh, so they closed down. Uh, what all did they close down here? The Frontierland, Adventureland and Liberty sure. Square. Yep. Yep. Uh Next stars Grant Gustin said that they closed these down. Um, Not to be confused with uh, the Flash Grant Gustin. No, no, no. Um, but they went in, they got him. And this here, as you can see, is an aerial shot of them taking him out after he's been sedated. So, uh, <laughs> Steve, Steve, <laughs> Steve says, sounds like that cocaine bear movie. Oh, Cocaine Bear 2. <laughs> Cocaine Bear 2, the Magic, the magic Kingdom. kingdom. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my. Oh, that's uh, hilarious. <laughs> yeah. You so, heard it here for, first, folks. <laughs> but apparently, uh, him breaking in comes only two months after a squirrel was seen running around the stage at the uh, Carousel of Progress. But there was no injuries reported for that one. I mean, okay, squirrels are one thing, but like black bears may pose a little bit different i mean problem you, you don't i mean for us here where we are in uh, relatively rural ontario i mean even for us black bears aren't you know super uncommon but still yeah. when they you start know. wandering into town you you do take notice yeah um big, guy, big theme park like that on a roller coaster <laughs> it looked fun <laughs> yeah so yeah there's that uh, well, that's interesting. Yeah. Next up here, we got uh, Drew Barrymore. Oh, no. And we were talking about her a couple weeks What's ago. What's going on with my Drew? Stalker. Uh, oh, well, her stalker. Yeah. Yeah. This time it's on her. Uh oh. Um, I guess she started filming episodes of her Drew Barrymore show. Her talk show. Yeah. Amidst the whole writers and Screen Actor Guild strike. Uh, but she only got a couple of episodes in before saying, oops, I, I heard you. I'm going to stop until it's over. I mean... I don't know. It's a tough position to be in. It is because like, it's not just her. Like she's got her entire crew of people yeah. waiting to make the show. Right. It's a tough one to be in. Cause I mean, you know, a lot of this probably, it's probably the same thing. I read some backlash over uh, the continued tapings of jeopardy. Hmm. And while it's not really. Uh, I didn't think there'd be writers. For well, no, but I mean, there, there, there are though, even though the, yeah. sh the show has like, tens of thousands of old questions that they could recycle. Yeah. You know, there, there is a, an element that is governed by some of the deals for these, these contracts that they're, yeah. they're fighting for. So I know, uh, Will Wheaton does not think highly of Ken Jennings or at, at the moment. Mm. <laughs> He's very vocal about all that, by the way, if you want to check out what's going on with the strike, just look at Will Wheaton's social media or Ron Perlman's. Yeah. <laughs> they both have things to say and both like so in different ways yes yeah that's still important points um apparently her putting her show on uh the back burner though has had a snowball effect because the talk and okay. the jennifer hudson show are yep. also postponing their restarts 
And uh, well, somebody had to pull the trigger first and the other two went, oh, better not do that. Yeah. Let her boil first. Um, But she did post on Instagram and she's quoted as saying, I have listened to everyone and I am making the decision to pause the show's premiere until the strike is over. I have no words to express my deepest apologies to anyone that I have hurt. And of course, to our incredible team who works on the show and has made it what it is today. We really tried to find our way forward. And I truly hope for a resolution for the entire industry very soon. I just don't know enough about her show. Like, does that mean I think she's it's just like a talk show? Is it? Not? It is a talk show. So are, is she using non-union? Maybe work? like, I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But uh, CBS media ventures spoke person, uh, spokesperson said, you know, we support Drew's decision to pause the show. Of return. course you do. Cause the, the, yeah. the backlash would have been more <laughs> the blowback. Oh yeah. But they understand how complex and difficult the process has been for her. Okay. All right. So all you had to do was, you know, union strong. Yeah. Do nothing. Do nothing. What else we got here? Oh, this one's neat. Uh, Blink 182 has announced their first new album in 12 years. Has it been that long? It's been that long. Oh, wow. So the band's back together. Mark Hoppus, Tom DeLonge, and Travis Barker, and they're going to be releasing one more time on Friday, October 20th. All right. All right. Uh, Not a huge Blink 182 fan, I got to admit. So, I mean. I don't mind their stuff. Sure. I mean, there's stuff out there that I, you know. I mean, I immediately go to, uh, was it, uh, all the small thing. That's them, right? I think so. Yeah. It's okay. Yeah. It's okay. Rock show is definitely them though. Oh, right. Did they do the, what the, the, the music video, which was like a parody of like the 1980s driving around in like an IROC Z28. I don't know. I can't remember. That's not Stacy's mom. Is it? No, Cause that's uh, fountains of Wayne. that's right yeah yeah but apparently this album is uh written about why does it take these catastrophes like uh like uh barker being in a plane crash or mark being sick for their band to get back together oh yeah i guess he was critically injured in a learjet accident uh, in 2008 oh really that killed four of the six people aboard ouch so and then uh Hoppus, he revealed in 2021 that he's undergoing treatment for cancer. So, uh, I think, you know, those are, are both sort of like reminders of like, nothing is guaranteed. No. And I mean, if there's still something left in the tank that you feel the need to get out, get it out. Yeah. Don't Why wait not? for it. Like Why get not? her done. Certainly bands have reunited after longer. Yes. Absences. Yeah. So why not? Why not? That's going to make a lot of uh, uh, 90s, uh, 90s kids pretty happy, I'm sure. I think so. Even the uh, early 2000s. Yeah, I guess so, right? Yeah. I guess the older I get, the more, you know, distorted my perception gets of time. <laughs> totally does. You mean it wasn't 89 yesterday? I don't know. Where did it all go? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So uh, Mexican Congress. Oh, they're hearing yeah. about UFOs. <laughs> and uh, they were presented with evidence of uh, alien bodies. Even I caught some of this stuff. And, uh, Hank had uh, uh, hipped me to it there last week. I don't know how I feel about this. I'm sure. I mean, sure. Now that the, the, when the United States opened up the floodgates, it was only a matter of time before other people got on board. But it's Mexico, man. Like, you know. Psychic sur- uh, surgery, uh, you know, all the weird stuff that people go to Mexico for. I mean, I am not an expert in anything. 
Well, that's uh, that's why the experts have weighed in on this. The bodies and, look suspect to me. Well, they're mummified, right? They're almost 1,800 years old. Yeah. They, okay. They've been through carbon testing. They've been through x-ray scanning, uh, DNA testing, and a whole bunch more. And I guess the whole thing started terrible because they released the evidence that they had them yeah. back in, I think, 2017. Oh, really? But they didn't have any of the documentation to go with it. They're just like, look what we found. Okay. And everyone's like, fake. But now, no, but I mean, like, just positionally speaking, like, people don't. The only time you find a dead body like that is someone who died at home in bed. Do you know what I mean? Like, people who die in other ways, whether it's like, you know, caveman who like died of exposure, does not fall down in the anatomical position with their no. arms at the. That just doesn't happen. No. So again, th that is kind of suspect to me. Really? It is. Well, I'll counter your suspect with this. Sure. They're partially mummified. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yes. And there is growing evidence that all like the Egyptians, the Mayans. Yeah. All had interactions with something not of this earth. I, they were I'm visiting, down with that. I'm totally down with that. And if they were visiting and they died here at the time. They would be given the same respect. If they were the given pharaohs. the same. Well, that's an interesting thought. But so, mummified why, and templed and tombed. Was mummification a thing in Mexico, though? Don't know for sure, but there's lots of similarities in pyramid structures. I guess so. That's not, true. I mean, the ziggurat and the the traditional, yeah, pyramidal. Yeah, but uh, the uh, what's his name here? A longtime. Uh, UFO enthusiast and Mexican journalist Jamie Mossan okay. has reported that they are not related to any life on Earth. Interesting. Oh, so they actually weren't found in Mexico, recovered in Peru. Yes. Oh, okay. So yeah. South America. Uh, right. Recovered in Peru near the Nazca lines in 2017. Yep. Um, oh, we got some from Kim here. Oh, my wife is chiming in now. <laughs> It's so hard. Uh, it's not so hard to believe that alien bodies created on a different planet would look and decompose differently. Absolutely not. I guess w that would come down to what came out of the. What are they made of? Exactly. Carbon based. Exactly. Yeah. But, um, yeah. They took these two tiny bodies in display cases and uh, basically paraded them around in front of the council down there. Um each of the bodies has like a three fingered hand. Yeah. And, uh, they've been analyzed through carbon dating. Uh, let's see here. What else did they do to them? Um, Jose de Jesus Salish Benice, director of the scientific Institute of health, uh, for the Mexican Navy said x-rays, 3d reconstruction and DNA analysis had been carried out on the remains. And he can confirm that these bodies have no relation to human beings. Interesting. Yeah. So he's saying, you know, in no case do we make conclusions about the origin of said samples, but fair. Yeah. 30% of whatever their DNA is made up is yeah. not of terrestrial origin. There's something else in the soup. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Now, they've done x-rays on, uh, there was another one, a, a larger being and, they're, they're comparing the skin to something close to a reptile. Okay. Which would make sense for all the people who believe in the reptilian race. Yeah. Yeah. And there was also what is akin to like eggs inside of one of them. Interesting. Yeah. That's very interesting. What's this image we're looking at here now? What, is, uh, what are we seeing? This is the larger here? one. This is the x-ray of the larger well, one. Well, see, look, look at that. 
in a curled up fetal position, yeah. curled up. That would be indicative of someone who's I'm cold. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I've died of exposure. Probably. That's an easy one for me, but non-biological entities. Yes. Yes. Non-biological, non-biologicals. Yeah. And Steve says uh, their heads look identical to the crystal skulls from the Indiana Jones. Oddly enough, I thought the same. And so what they're, they're interdimensional aliens, but at the same time back then there is that, uh, was it the Mayans or somebody down there? That was into skull extension with those crazy rings elongating the the head yeah, elongating yeah. their skull and interesting neck. stuff yeah but yeah um one user posted on twitter saying this could really hurt efforts to take the issue seriously and why didn't they wait until the scientific paper was done before they published that they'd found them that is a valid that is a valid concern like, like it's it is because like I get getting excited over it and not wanting to yeah, wait of course, and just of jump course. the gun. But had they waited until they had all this extra evidence done, you want to have your ducks lined up if you want to, you know, yeah. If you're going this big, if you're looking for credibility, you've, you've got to sort of be ironclad with this stuff. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, one, and it's not even contained to Mexico because a Russian scientist was the one that performed the DNA test on one of them. Okay. And found out it is not human. Interesting. Apparently, it's got uh, twenty-three pairs of chromosomes, just like humans. Yep. But the anatomical structure is different, and you know, thirty percent not match. You know, I'm I'm curious to see if if other agencies, uh, other governmental or non-governmental agencies from other nations you know, ask to get involved, will they be granted access or will this be like, no, you can't touch it. I would think at this point, yeah, they've already granted like other countries access. I'm curious to know if once everybody starts putting their heads together, what the general, like, cause we got to have some sort of scientific consensus, right? Like, yeah. and I don't, I don't think that this story really puts us there yet. No. But, uh, Dr. Galecki Dimitri from Russia. Okay. Uh, he had uh, said that they were not humans. And according to him, the skin of the mummies showed no evidence of physical or chemical alterations. That's interesting. And surprisingly, the x-ray showed egg-like things surrounded by membranes inside the mummified bodies. That's cool. Yeah. So maybe they, no matter what it is, I, I'm, I think I'm interested to find out what they actually turn out to be. Like, is this oh, that's the, uh, interesting. There's an interesting comment. Kim says many cultures buried their bodies in the fetal position, often tying their hands over their faces. That's an interesting thought. Maybe that's a non-Pharaoh type thing. I don't know. To save space. That's entirely possible. Yeah. Maybe. Uh, Dr. Robert E. Farrell, uh, engineering professor and ufologist, uh, told some of these guys that the CAT scans proved they were non-human and that they supposedly came from outer space. So he's kind of drawn conclusions, but uh, preliminary tests showed that uh, the body of the mummy discovered in the tombs dated back to fifth century AD. Wow. That's old. What's Steve saying? Steve's the creature from the alien movie. Eh, a little bit, maybe like the nice version of him. Before well, I mean, he, the he uh, shoots his tongue out at you and the original alien, the big chap was a human skull with a, with the a long, really long thing. Yeah. 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 That's a cool. Geiger design. That's cool. Yeah. So, uh, whether or not these are conclusive, I don't know, 
but they're out it's there tough. now. I mean, there that's probably the most telling photo right there because now we get a real sense of scale. Yeah, a scale between the dude presenting and the little mummy in the box. Yeah, like I mean, that's like child size. Oh yeah, if not smaller. It's like gnome size. <laughs> Maybe that's what it is. Yeah. Gnomes, they're real. <laughs> Well, you never know, because fey folk have often been talked about being like that's true, you know, yeah, little and that is true. The little people, yeah. But uh, what else we got here? Well, this one it goes back into the entertainment side, so you know, oh, sure, aliens probably yep. real. Yep, we're just going to get more and more evidence as we go forward. But uh, back on on ground here, uh, fans of the original Buffy, oh, and right. uh, have a little taste of it coming back. Uh, Audible is doing a sequel called Slayers, a Buffyverse story. That's cool. And eight of the original actors are set to come back and reprise. Oh, that's the roles. cool. Audio dramas. I th- I think that is like this untapped. Oh, for well, sure. Well, you know what I mean. Like you know, you if you're going on a long car ride, why not listen to an hour long audio story? I've I've spent or a podcast. <laughs> well done. <laughs> I've spent quite a few hours in, uh, invested in digesting the Star Wars radio plays, like the the one the old radio plays. Totally worth listening to. And those are done. I mean there's lots of production value. There's music, there's sound effects and in some cases uh some famous people that are voicing the the roles. But it, it's good like friend of the show Greg Allen on uh, Human Be Gone. Oh, that's right. Yeah. That's right. Our Ninja Turtle guy. That's right. This is cool. Not a. I'm not a Buffy fan, so um, I, I, I hope. Buffy fan. Uh, so you'll have to tell me what this is like. Yeah, if I get to it. Steve says the eggs. the eggs. The eggs. Kim says one step closer to the truth coming. One step closer. One step closer. That's true. Yeah, but uh, this particular one is. Uh, it's supposed to be set ten years after the season seven finale. Oh wow! And we're like how many years after? Uh, it's, it's been off for a little, way longer than that. I guess longer I, than 10 years. It says here on October 12th, we will be 20 years after the season finale. Oh, that's my birth after it first aired. So, uh, yeah. Uh, original cast members, eh, cast members, James Marsters, who played Spike, yep. uh, Charisma Carpenter, Cordelia, uh, Anthony Head, who played Giles, Juliet Lando, who played Drusilla, uh, Emma Caulfield, who was Anya. Amber Benson, who played Tara, which I don't know how they're doing because she died. Oh, interesting. Uh, James Charles Leary, who played Clem, and Danny Strong, who played Jonathan. Cool. So no Sarah Michelle Geller. So no Buffy. No Buffy. And but, uh, who else is missing? Uh, 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 well, uh, Allison, Allison Hannigan, Hannigan yeah. to play Willow. She's too busy doing Dancing with the Stars this year. Yeah. She's on the upcoming season of Dancing with the Stars. Nice. Yeah. Got one coming here all the way from Twitch. Hey, what's up? Not too much. Uh, valves BTW. Yeah. Valves, by the way, <laughs> I like the Patrick. That was cool. Uh, Kimberly says, didn't spike, die didn't too? spike die too. I, I they all died at one point. No, I don't know. I don't know. But She's I know, a slayer. I know he he I mean, took over for angel after angel went off and had his own show. Oh, his own show. Yeah. I mean, it's in the title vampire slayer. People but, are going to die. Yeah. But at the same time, she kept falling in love with them. Did you ever see the movie with Christy Swanson? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And, uh, and Luke Lee Herman, Luke Perry. Yeah. 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 Yes, I did. That was directed by, uh, Josh Whedon. Was it really? It was. Wow. Shows you how much I know. <laughs> I did see the movie. I thought the movie was campy and corny and oh, kind of fun. hundred percent. Yeah. But it was fun. Yeah, yeah. 
But apparently there is a newcomer to this particular story, uh, Leia DeLone, or DeLeon, sorry, or Leia DeLeon Hayes will be joining as a new character, Indira Nunal. Interesting. Who is like a 16-year-old slayer. So, you know, new one to pick up the torch and very go through. Um, Apparently it picks up and will follow Spike as he's undercover in Los Angeles. Yep trying to blend in with local evildoers. But uh, Indira shows up. Evildoers. Blows his cover, and then Spike is forced to go back to Baby Slayer sitting as he searches <laughs> high and low for a watcher for the newbie Slayer. Baby Slayer yeah. But instead, he comes across nice. another Slayer from an alternate reality where Buffy Summers doesn't exist. Oh, and hence no Buffy. Yeah. Okay. But this is, oh, I guess this answers the Terra question too, but it's none other than Cordelia who has become the slayer in this alternate oh, universe. Interesting. Okay. So uh, she needs Spike to help her deal with a vampire who happens to be his ex-girlfriend, Drusilla. Does this not all ring out? Like we were talking about how, you know, all the people who are making these productions now are like our age. So this yeah. is like the ultimate fan fiction. hundred <laughs> percent. How would you have liked to see the story go? Well, now exactly. you get a chance. Now you can do it. Yeah. That's cool. But, uh, if you're looking to, access more and you happen to go to new york comic-con on october 13th uh there will be a slayers panel at 1 30. oh that's cool so you can go ask them questions and apparently you have to wait uh, until october 12th though to get it on audible happy birthday to me there you go <laughs> this next one kind of sucks oh um, i read this trigger um, warning and we're not going to read the whole thing we've linked to the no. article in the show notes if you want to go have a long read because it is a long read it's very long and it's very telling it is uh this paints a whole new light on uh justin roiland that whole can you separate the artist from the art and this makes it you know it's really difficult to to do that it is um it is for me anyway um yeah, NBC News reported that uh, they interviewed 11 different individuals and found that Justin Roiland used his Rick and Morty fame to lure young fans for years. Yeah, I mean, th- they went so far as to like show some of the, uh, some of text, the screen captures, the of text, text message and... interactions. So, yeah, I mean, again, y- there's an argument to be said, well, that could have been faked. Of course it could. Granted, but, but I mean, you know, you would hope that the the victims are not, you know, fabricating this stuff for yeah. you know fame and fortune yeah but uh the new re yeah newly released report uh, based on interviews with 11 women and non-binary people uh who shared thousands of messages with Royland from 2013 to 2022 so that's quite a bit to fabricate that's uh, uh like that's we're just shy of a decade yeah um but they claim that Royland turned the exchanges sexual and three of them they were claiming they were 16 years old at the time when they began communicating with him. Yeah. And he would like say, okay, you know, stay in touch and wait until they turned 18. Yeah. Yeah. But that's a, you know, funny that that's, I mean, that's happened in movies and in other like media, like, Oh, I'll come back in a few years when you're older. Yeah. You know, but like, wow. Like (laughs) somebody actually said that. Yeah. Yeah. But it was back in January when news hit that he was charged with one felony count of domestic battery with corporal injury yep. and one felony count of false imprisonment by menace, violence, fraud, and or deceit. And it was after that that uh, Adult Swim, Squanch Games, Disney, and 20th 
TV animation cut ties with him. Right. Uh, but in March, we learned that those charges were dismissed, but it was, you know, enough that they didn't renew him. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, whether he's been found guilty in the court of law or the court of public, the court opinion, of public opinion is already weighing in. And now NBC's coming out with this. Right. And basically, if this is true, you know, back to court for him. Uh, I can't see a, an avenue where that doesn't happen. No. Uh, one individual they spoke with was uh, Jaina Waters, who's non-binary, uh, and they claim they were 16 years old and in high school went at the time when uh, he was 35 and began communicating with them in 2016. And they're quoted as saying, at first, I really thought this guy wanted to be my friend and I really needed friends at the time. And uh, he was a grown man. I was a teenage girl. And another individual, Veronica Sweeney, explained that she came forward with her allegations after seeing this in the press, that she was experiencing what was apparently part of the larger pattern when it came to him. So, it's easy to lose, you know, to be starstruck and to be caught up in that. And then 100%. suddenly, you know, these people are paying attention to you and you're like, oh, yeah, they've noticed me. Yeah, like. I'm guilty of that myself. Like I published a photo I took at uh, Peterborough Music Fest of Walk yep. Off the Earth. Yep. And I was over the moon when they liked my post. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Like, oh my God. Yeah. We've all had those like celebrity interactions where you're like, how did, how did they notice me? Yeah. Yeah. But apparently he would initiate conversations that would start off with him answering questions about Rick and Morty and make small talk. Of course. Talk. Yeah. And then he would apologize sometimes for being too drunk or too forward as he moved the conversations more into the don't move them there areas. Right. Right. Asking for photos or meetups or whatever. Yeah. I just don't see this uh, going well for him. Yeah. Uh, Andrew Brettler, a lawyer representing Justin Royal and pushed back though, said uh, the piece in NBC news is uh some of the stuff is previously posted online and he's calling claims false and defamatory, which if they're false, they are a hundred percent defamatory, but <laughs> if they're true, if they're true, they're damaging as hell. That's right. Defamatory. Yeah. Um, you know, Why don't you want this admitted as evidence? Cause it makes you look bad. People, you know, I shit bags tend to stay shit bags. You yeah. know what I mean? Like it's yeah. And it sucks. Cause I love that show. Again, but, how do you separate the art from the artist when they're shitbags? True. And, but then you look at the character of Rick Sanchez, right? And sure. he is a shitbag. Well, like he is go. debauchery, drugs, alcohol abuse. And I, so I'm not a Rick and Morty fan. I've never watched it, but I, I've watched every episode of the solar opposites. Yeah. And so even uh, Corvo was, you know, as the, as the head of the family was not exactly a, a role model. No. And it does, it paints the the whole series in a new light. It does. It does, you know, but, and I'm not going back to the shitbag comment. I am not, you know, I'm not saying that, that there isn't room for people to grow no, and to evolve and to change. But I mean that unfortunately we live in a world where, you know what, it's going to take a long time for anyone to come back from something like this. Yeah. If they can at all. Yeah. Looking at you, Danny Masterson. Yeah. Off to jail with you. Never coming back. No. Ever. Speaking of coming back, though. Oh. Uh, 
Earlier this year, Netflix was hit with a legal complaint over a Big Bang Theory use of derogatory language. This is so silly. This is so silly. I don't understand how he could bring this up. Like, the show has been off the air for how long? (laughs) Yeah. Uh, This particular episode aired September 28th, 2nd, 2008. Well, there you go. And it took till now for this guy over in India to find it. Well, I guess that's maybe some people are, are going to find that's the thing with, with syndication and, and now streaming is that these shows get bought up and some countries where maybe they were never aired before people are discovering these things for the first time now. True. But I mean, is it really, did they send the complaint to Netflix? They did. Why wouldn't they you send it? Why wouldn't you send it to CBS? Yeah. The people who made the show. Well, they just want it pulled off Netflix. I this guess. episode specifically, I guess other shows have done that. Yes. I mean, look at, look at Looney Tunes for crying out loud. Yeah. How much cartoons you can't watch anymore True. because they're offensive. Yeah. By the same token, do people, and I said this, I said this earlier this week, do people discovering all in the family in 2023, write Like letters of, is uh, like, this is awful. You need to take this down. Like, does that happen? Maybe somewhere. I think as a matter of historical record, that is that is a dangerous, oh, dangerous, dangerous. It is dangerous. Yeah. Start altering history. Yeah. Because what's the saying? You forget your history. You're doomed to repeat it. Yeah. 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 But this one, uh, the joke occurs in the season two, episode one, the bad fish paradigm uh, in which Raj references two popular Bollywood actresses. Okay. Uh, he's getting into an argument with Sheldon and Sheldon's like, well, so about this one. And Raj is like, no, he's referring to uh, Ashwara Rai as a goddess. And compared to her, uh, Madhuri Dixit is a leprous prostitute by comparison. A leprous prostitute. So it, it's, is it a joke or is it like a personal opinion of Raj? I mean, I mean, you're com- you see basically, you know, this is my favorite actor. This one is garbage next to her. These are conversations that any number of us could be having 100%. with our friends in in a similar context. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what to make. I, of I, I could see it put way more derogatory than leprous prostitute. That's actually creative. <laughs> all the lepers are now upset. I know, and all the prostitutes are upset. Well, I don't know about the if, leprous if prostitutes. They hear, right? You know, off-camera conversations about people and donkeys and stuff. <laughs> Because I know for a fact I've heard that come up in conversations when comparing caliber of actors or whatnot. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Or bands for that matter. Well, anything. Yeah. Any argument, my thing is better than your thing. Exactly. And yeah. you're going to go evil on it. That's right. But uh, the dude posting the uh, the takedown or wants to is, uh, what's his name here? Uh, well, Mithun Vijay Jan Kumar. Kumar. Yeah, uh, and he's saying that it's highly derogatory towards Indian culture and women, and argues that some comments can perpetuate harmful stereotypes and discrimination against women, and promote sexism and misogyny. So that's uh, I mean that's that statement in and of itself. Yep. Yeah. Sure. Some statements can do that. Yeah. Is this one of them? I don't think it's a two-second comment on a. How 15 year old show. When is it? When is, is a joke? Not a joke. Yeah. When is a joke? Not a joke. You know, Hank said this uh, on other shows. Like when we start screening our comedy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, is it? I, I don't know. The, the show is, is intentional 
to be funny. Yeah. I guess and sensibilities really. This is what yeah. it boils down to. If that's what your sensibilities are, then that's yeah. what they are. Like a lot of people have called him out on Twitter saying, are you really bringing up something from 15 years ago to get mad about? Yeah. And he's taken the position of, Oh, I'm a social justice warrior. Okay. And okay. Then you should need, we need to strike all the TV. Yeah. All the movies. I can choose. Yeah. Yeah. We'll go after everything now. Like it just, again, in the words of what Chris rock selective outrage. Yeah. (laughs) Where do you draw the line? I don't know. I don't know. Netflix has not clarified if it will comply with the terms of the notice, but apparently it doesn't really matter anyway, because, because Max bought the rights, the rights to <laughs> the streaming. So it might be disappearing from Netflix shortly. Anyway, I did some, uh, some reading on that and it's like, I could know, I couldn't find anywhere. I couldn't find a response from Netflix, from CBS. I couldn't find a response from anybody on this. Just like, we're just not even going to acknowledge this thing. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see what happens when it uh, f- uh, flips over to Max. Yeah. To see if that see episode if is still his, there. Uh, if the episode still down thing, yeah. Because yeah. I'm, I can't see them not doing it. It's the first episode of the second season. Yeah. Yeah. Season premiere. You're not going like, to no. not have that. No. Uh, here's an update. Maybe you would. I don't know. Yeah. Here's an update from a previous one. All right. Uh, Vanna White has closed the deal with Wheel of Fortune. What? Just ahead of Pat Sajak's final season. I had asked, is she going to continue? She is going to continue. Right. Uh, she has extended her contract through the 25 or the 2025 to 2026 season. All right. So she years. will be on hand for Sajak's last episodes. All right. As well as the new episodes with new host, Ryan Seacrest. Ryan Seacrest is taking over the he Wheel is. of Fortune. Yeah. How do you feel about that? Uh, you know what? He'll probably do all right. I mean, he's the new Dick Clark. Yeah, basically. So, yeah. Yeah. But uh, apparently her aggressive new lawyer did well because. Uh, Negotiated well for her. Yeah. Shorter term, a bigger money, probably. Hopefully. Um, because as it said before, they had claimed that she had made three million a year while Sajak was earning yeah. five times that. Yeah, yeah, of course. And Sony declined to comment on it at the time. But uh, if she's reached an agreement, you know, must be good. It's probably still not anywhere near what Pat Sajak was making, but more than what she more, was making previously. Yeah. yeah. But uh, Ryan Seacrest is quoted as saying, as for stepping into Sajak's shoes, uh, he is a legend. I've looked up to him forever. He's so good at that job, which, you know, is a little bit of pressure here. Uh, but he just said, you're going to have to have a great time. It's so much fun. What's better than giving away money and doing that every single night? It's interesting. I I remember watching early episodes of The Price is Right after Drew Carey took over, had taken over. And at that time, I still thought very much of Drew Carey as a comedic actor. Yes. Not from Whose Line Is It Anyway, which he just hosted. But like the Drew Carey show. Right. So to to see someone go from uh, a comedic actor, go from scripted work to something that is largely improvisational or like real reality based. Yeah. It was an interesting transition, I think. And uh, I think Ryan will probably do. I think he'll I think he'll be. He's okay. done enough of the New Year's Eve stuff. That's what I live, mean. Like a like lot of his stuff, stuff is sort of on the spot, right? Yeah. So. So he'll be fine. I think so. He'll be fine. So this next one uh, doesn't really apply to us Canadians, but uh, U.S. folks. Uh, did your kids buy Fortnite stuff without asking you? Apparently the FTC says you could get a refund. What's the, where's the burden of proof? 
uh, well, parents of kids who bought virtual gear without their knowledge <laughs> on the game might soon be a refund. Uh, uh, wow. Because U.S. regulations are starting to notify more than 37 million people by email that they may be eligible for compensation as part of a legal settlement with Fortnite's maker, Epic Games, Inc. Oh, boy. Uh, Federal Trade Commission announced late last year that Epic Games will pay $520 million in penalties. Uh and refunds to settle complaints revolving around children's privacy and its payment methods that trick players into making unintended purchases. Unintended. I, you know, do we know what the details are around? What, what is an unintended purchase? Well, when your kid steals your credit card and buys up the V bucks or whatever the hell they are, I guess, but isn't that just called shitty parenting? I don't <laughs> do you know what I mean. Like whose kid, what kid has access to their parents' credit cards like that? Well, I mean, sure, there's some somebody out there that's going to do it, but really, well, considering the amount of YouTube videos my kids show me of people doing this, well, it's rampant down there. I feel like this is the burden of the parents that you know. Funny that they've reached a, a, a settlement on this. That's a huge, a huge dollar figure too. Yeah. But apparently, 245 million of that 520 is for customer refunds. Um, as part of the settlement, which was finalized back in March. Okay. Uh, it's meant to cover some of the costs of unwanted V bucks um, or virtual items such as outfits, uh, outfits or the cartoonish purple llama loot crates, purple llama loot crates. Yeah, man. Microtransactions are like the, uh, they're terrible. The, the bane of video games. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, consumers have until January 17th to submit their claim. And, uh, Epic Games also agreed to pay a $275 million fine for collecting personal information on Fortnite players under the age of 13 oh, wow. without informing their parents or getting their consent. Uh, it says uh, it was the biggest penalty ever imposed for breaking an FTC rule. They had to know. Of course they knew. They had to know they knew, that but they, they were... They were data mining and then using that data to say market to these kids who I don't know so. any better sure sure hey kid go steal your parents credit card and get some v bucks that way you can get the latest llama suit <laughs> again i say video games and online content is the worst thing ever give me a cartridge that i can physically purchase that's oh, not wow. going to go away when the internet decides it's time to take it down i yeah you just some of the game then you'd have to be satisfied with games that are only going to be you know a, a cartridge game you can only pack so much into a a cartridge or a, a cartridge or sure sure and you know what i'm okay with that i can a still 4K. pick up my super nintendo and play super mario world and it's as fun today as it was back then granted and i mean retro gaming is huge right so 100%. but for new stuff i mean would you want a slew of new say 16-bit games new games in 2023 maybe i don't know how about 2033 maybe well it, it's funny you say that because like uh games like among us and undertale they're yeah. going backwards in the bit rate or minecraft look at that one and it's still going strong yeah actually what did i see uh what last week sega the old sega gargoyles game is getting a remaster a reissue a nice. remaster hmm. yeah so the uh it looks pretty cool hmm. it looks cool yeah, but uh, epic Games said after settling the case in december that it would implement additional safeguards to prevent unintended purchases and that uh it updated a statement again but that's that's the hard thing right it's online so it's like are you over the age of 13 if the kid clicks the yes button 
what recourse does the parent have? Well, like with my kids switch, I have the password, so they can't get into that online store unless I punch it in. Right. And so that goes right back to what I said about responsible parenting. True. So yeah, I, I'm very curious to know how this is going to play out. True. But like, you know, say if, uh, my kid came over and started playing yours and you've got your credit sure, information sure. punched in there and they say, Ooh, that looks neat. Let me just buy that, buy that. Buy oh that. yeah. 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 I guess so. Like stuff it, like it the, could mi- happen. the Microsoft store and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. No, I get it. I get it. But let's talk about some toy news. Woohoo! Toys are good. All right. What do you want to start with first? Well, uh, let's start with this one. Uh, it's actually going to happen. It. Oh, it. The oh, Cat's wow. Lair Cat's Lair. Funded. Cat's Lair funded. Tier one. 4,000 backers. Wow. Yep. That thing is like a, like a, the size of a small child. It is. It's a monster of a place. <laughs> um, but it is going to be a reality. Uh, they've unlocked the basic funding plus tier one. Uh, so you get the claw, the sword of omens and a whole bunch of little accessories. The uh, laboratory set there. Hmm. Yeah. That's cool. Uh, they've got a grand total of 4,223 backers. So they didn't unlock tier th- two with the crystal lion owl. Uh, is is the campaign done? It's done. It's done. It's okay. done. Uh, so, you know, people are going to get it who ordered it. Man. And I guess there wasn't that many fence sitters to push it over the edge at the end. Yeah. I mean, we just went through this with the Haslab thing. Yeah. With the, with uh, the ghost. With the ghost. Yeah. Where it, it spiked at the end. To get it did. Tears. It really spiked. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, Star Wars. <laughs> Well, let's talk about more Star Wars. We, oh, yeah. We, we mentioned this Sunday. Uh, Sideshow has presented the new Ahsoka Tano sixth scale figure. Sixth scale figure. This is definitely based on yeah, her it's Clone based Wars, on the animated uh, Clone Animated Wars. appearance. Yeah, it looks great, though. It does. It comes with uh, multiple lightsabers, a little uh, Commander Rex hologram. Nice. Uh, assorted hands. Uh, this being based on her second yes. animated look. Yeah, so her, the midrift uh, is covered. Slightly older look. Yeah. Her less sexualized, the sexualized child look. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But uh, it is a carefully tailored fabric costume. Um, Oh, it's hot toys. Did you expect anything less? No, it's got hooks for the lightsabers, multiple joints. Yeah. uh, Seamless joints on this one too. Oh, good. Like, uh, like some of those, uh, what's the thing that uh, Hasbro did with the, uh, they did that uh i know you can buy the secondhand fison bodies to up well the fison is yeah fison is it's like a metal endoskeleton yeah 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 and hasbro hasbro did a couple elite elite series maybe hyper the hyper real yeah hyper real that's what i was thinking they did the same thing with an a metal armature yeah yeah but she also comes with a variety of stylized hands and uh accessories to give you a wide range of display options yeah yeah um and uh it does pair nicely if you happen to have uh, some of the other ones that have already been. I raised, would think so. Yeah. Like the Anakin, the Obi Wan, and the Yoda. That's a pretty nice uh, display there. That's a nice display, but uh, it's a lot of money right there. Yeah. She's uh, she's clocking in at 260 US just for her. 260 US. Yeah, there are payment plans. Uh, 260 US today. Let me just have a look at that's that. Yeah. You're looking at over three. Um, I actually did some uh, math on this today, not for this, for something else. Uh, da, 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 two, two, two sixty US. So for those of us here in Canada today, at today's rate, that works out to three hundred and forty-nine dollars and fifty-eight cents. That's very consistent with a Hot Toys. True. That's and you got to factor in your shipping. Oh yeah, and yeah. your uh, your cross-border. What's the word? 
Duty. That's it. Yeah. Taxes. Yeah. The, gov- the government cut. The, the government. Well, this next one's still Star Wars, but government probably change. won't have to pay those over the border taxes for. Oh. The uh, An- or Obi-Wan and uh, Vader two-pack. Going for the vintage collection here. Oh, man, all you three and three-quarter people, you're going to love this, this stuff. This is a this nice looking all set. all kinds of cool stuff coming out. Yeah. Uh, two figures, five accessories, including Obi-Wan's lightsaber, uh, Vader's battle-damaged helmet. Oh, with the slice in it. Yeah. That's cool. And uh, it's available for pre-order now on Hasbro Pulse. But, uh, you know, it inside the box comes yeah. to carded figures, right? Oh, yeah, okay, that's cool. So you can reenact the whole scene from Kenobi, or you can uh, just display them in the box. Just cut out yourself some styrofoam rocks and just start throwing, throwing them, them at them. Yeah. <laughs> they look good. I, I Sometimes I, you know, I was looking at some vintage collection the other day. Was the uh, um, Tuscan Boba Fett and the Cad Bane from Book of Boba Fett? And I'm like, sometimes I wish I was a three and three quarter collector. Mm-hmm. <sighs> but then I realized no, because I couldn't keep up with it. No, <laughs> I just couldn't do it. No. Uh, this next one, uh, it claims to be a leak. Oh. So take it with a grain of salt. Okay. But if this is fake, this is incredible. The what? Marvel Legends. Green Goblin, based on Spider-Man No Way Home. Wow, that's an interesting... Uh, wow. Do we think this is right from China or something? I don't know. I, I don't know. The original guy that had it uh, posted it on Facebook, and it's been making the rounds. Okay. But, like, the sculpt is awesome. The accessories are great. I wish we had a better look at that. Like do. That does not look like... Well... Did you? When actually, when you look at the uh, secondary image here, oh, that is a hundred percent Defoe. That's very compelling for me. Yeah, but again, if this is just like somebody's, you know, custom idea and they're letting it run, kudos. I mean, that's if that's a custom, it's incredible. There's a whole lot going on there that just like I want to think. I want to say that's real. I, I would think it's I'm why wouldn't to say they that's make real. this like another deluxe goblin that's you know you know the it's gonna sell that transparent stand is very reminiscent of it's the, the same uh, one they used for the demo goblin build a figure yeah and it's it's very similar to the style that they that they used with the original black series uh speeder bike hmm. the three uh balls so you could get like a, a a taller or a shorter yeah depending on how you positioned it right yeah but you know, we'll see if it actually comes to market. But I mean, Willem Dafoe it needs more action figures anyway, so this yes, is great. <laughs> yes, he this does. is great. But uh, this next one is a hundred percent confirmed. Yep. Uh, Mondo is doing a Mask of the Phantasm six scale Phantasm figure. Oh wow, twelve inch uh, Phantasm. Wow. Yep. Uh, celebrating the thirtieth anniversary of Mask of the Phantasm, uh, they're releasing this one for. Uh, going for here lots yeah probably. <laughs> lots i uh, don't have the price on this one unfortunately <laughs> but uh it's only available for six days oh so it's a very limited run it is a very limited run uh so it's on sale september 19th at 12 noon uh ct central central time yeah central uh through september 25th at 11 59 a.m also so central if you want it get it don't wait yeah i mean there's no uh 
you know, there's going to be people out there that say, well, that, that window is so small. They got to be doing another, another run of them down the road. Well, they might do it, but not include as much as they are going to with this one, because you get like the swappable yeah. torso, uh, the Andrea, for, for torso, the Andrea. Yeah. you get the hood, you get uh, multiple hands, accessories, a stand, a little smoke effect. Yeah. I could totally see them doing a stripped down version Yeah, in like a month or two, but basically it reminds me of the, uh, the nineties figure, but just sized up and Oh, it really does. Really yeah. detailed. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean that, that Bruce Tim animation style does, I mean, yeah. there's only so many ways you can translate that. Yeah. But uh, limit of two figures per person or household or whatever you want to go by. Sure. And it's expected to ship in February of 2024. So, wow, that's cool. Don't have to wait too long for it to show up. That's very cool. Uh, next Kevin, one here, Kevin Conroy's favorite uh, portrayal of Batman, his favorite Batman movie. Yeah, is, is that is one? Mask yeah, of Phantasm yeah, was yeah. I should say is was is still is I, I guess doesn't so. change now. No, no, I guess not. No. Uh, Power Rangers fans, not me. No, no, not me. Have never been. Fair enough. Uh, of all of them, I think if if I you know identify with any of them, it would be Mighty Morphin, the first maybe season. Yep, maybe first two or two and a half, and yeah, to Ninja Rangers or something. Yeah, what I don't know what it was. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> First two for sure. But anyway. Well, this uh, is Mighty Morphin. It is. Okay. Uh, they've got a whole bunch of new ones coming out here from the Ultimates line for Super 7. Uh, we've got uh, the Black and Gold Megazord, which is seven inches. And yeah, I was going to say features, uh, Ultimates uh, is definitely seven inch scale. Yeah, features multiple uh, accessories and whatnot. Uh, we've also got uh, That's cool. a glow in the dark Green Ranger. Uh, sure. So, <laughs> I, I think, sure. I'm thinking this is the same Ranger figure again. Just glow in the dark yeah maybe but uh the head the portrait on that's really good it is so uh jdf's you know it looks great pretty you know do them uh what's what's the word justice that's right yeah but then these two have been a long time coming i uh, saw the rent that's just okay yeah, they're just renderings at this point yeah that's great yeah that's great that they're doing those two. Yeah. yeah and each of them comes with their own host of accessories that's kind of, that's funny. It is. It's very funny. But like for two characters that are like, so involved in the whole thing, I mean, in the early seasons and like now they've kind of got a resurgence in the comic book where they're actually yeah. becoming Rangers themselves. I think, isn't that something? Eh? Yeah. Two characters that really were essentially yeah, well, they were comic relief, comic relief. Yeah. But you know, the school bullies who weren't, you know, I don't know how you can be the school bully when you're like 30, <laughs> <laughs> but they're kind of like lovable. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so you can uh, go get them at some point here. Uh, yeah, they are available now for pre-order at uh, Hasbro Pulse. Sure, sure. Uh, this next one here, uh, Kim Petrus has... Oh, no, I'm wrong. It what? Is, it, I skipped ahead. Too oh. far. Oh, it's time for me to turn over the con. Well, here we go. Loading lexicon. Generating responses. Response is ready. Lexicon is the word game where you decide what's real and what is a con. Get ready. Here we go. All right, it's uh, time once again for our little word game that we like to play here. It's called Lexicon, where we're going to put up a completely nonsensical but also a completely legitimate word. We're going to give you three definitions and your uh, your mission you is to uh pick out the correct 
definition while I try to stump you and get the con. All right. Are you ready for uh, this week's word? Let's do it. This week's word is Octothorpe. 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 Okay. Octothorpe. Yeah. All right. Um, three choices. Here comes the first one. Is it another term for the pound or hashtag sign? The word was adopted by the telecom industry in the 1960s with the advent of the touchtone telephone. That's definition number one. Okay. Definition number two. A type of confection characterized by the precise blending of eight key ingredients, including milk chocolate, white chocolate, powdered almonds, and candied fruit. Or definition number three. A unit of measurement used by conspiracy theorists to quantify the increase in the number of secret societies operating in the world. Derived from the belief that each hashtag used on social media represents an additional organization. Hence the Octothorpe Index. There you go, Octothorpe. Hmm. Well, I'm definitely not going to call three. Because I'm kind of a conspiracy <laughs> nut and I've never heard of, never heard of it. Octothorpe Index. <laughs> Is it a uh, mystery uh, eight-ingredient confection? Huh. Or is it a term for the pound symbol, uh, often called the hashtag? Hmm. We've got Kim uh, chiming in here. Uh, Kim says, I'm guessing number one. That's one for number one. Uh, Silver Spider, one, but they want you to think it's three. <laughs> well played. <Nice>. <laughs> <laughs> any more for any more? What do you think, Andy? I'm going to go with number one, too. You are also going number one. Okay, that's three guesses for number one. And, yeah, I couldn't pull it over on you. If you said number one, you are correct. There's an interesting thing here with this word, Octothorpe. Um, the word uh, did come about in the 1960s. It gained traction when the, the push-button phone uh, was invented. Hmm. Now, the octo part of Octothorpe almost certainly is a representation of the eight, eight points. points but the thorpe part you'll have to look it up i don't have all the answers for this one there's a mystery around that there's no there's no 100 everybody agrees on where the thorpe part comes from comes from x's and o's <laughs> one of the theories is that somebody a phone operator was actually sneezed or coughed when they were talking about the word whatever it is and that's where the thorpe part came from <laughs> there's also reference to an olympic athlete in there so it's a really weird uh weird word but yeah there you go the the pound sign the hashtag it's really called an octothorpe nice back over to you sir all righty learn something new today learn something new every week that's right we'll have another weird but real word for you next week <laughs> uh so uh Kim Petras has uh, surprised everybody by releasing a previously shelved debut album called Problematic. Okay. Uh, this year, Petras became the first openly trans artist to win a major category at the Grammys uh, for her collaboration with Sam Smith on the track oh, cool. Unholy. Sure. Which my uh, my daughter thinks has been totally overplayed now, but uh, I guess it's still popular. Um, I'm going to be honest with you. I have no idea what that is. Uh, it's a weird song about infidelity. It's probably why I have no idea what it is. <laughs> they play it on Fresh 100 all the time. Yep. Still have no idea. <laughs> but uh, apparently this album was partially leaked before. Oh. Before it got shelved and kind of hidden away. Sure. Uh, but people have been clamoring for it. So she figured, why not just, just put it out it there ahead of her uh, 
her new tour. Uh, sure, sure, yeah. Here. Yep. Um, it's ten tracks uh, inspired by French house music, and uh, that. Uh, oh, what am I doing here? She's quoted as saying, "Yeah, it was shocking when I found out that part of the album leaked at the time." And that it wasn't ever going to come out, especially as I poured so much of myself into it. I was heartbroken, but at the same time, it was really exciting to see my fans listening to the tracks and loving them. Uh, now that I'm able to put them out, it's just so freeing to have more music that I love out in the world and officially share them in a way that all my fans can hear them. Oh, that's great. So, you know, to be told that your album's never going to come out sucks. Yeah, that's a that's a tough one. Yeah. That's the thing when you're making when you're making music under contract, though, right? Like, yeah. you do you own it? You don't own your music when you, yeah, right. Like all these stories of artists buying their catalogs, yeah, having back. to buy yeah. their rights back, or like we said last week with Diddy giving the rights back, right, right, right. Yeah. Um. But yeah, uh, in 2021, she had signed with uh, Republic Records and announced the album. Uh, then scheduled a full-length debut, but it was eventually scrapped and leaked. Interesting. So, somebody thought it was good enough. Yeah, yeah. Uh, put it out there. Uh, yeah, it wouldn't be until June of I think this year that she actually released her debut, uh, "Feed the Beast." Okay, which I think is the title of her upcoming tour as well. Oh, "Feed the Beast" tour. Yeah, sounds like an Iron Maiden tour. <laughs> Maybe, but. Uh, Apparently it's out there now. It's making its way up the uh, Billboard Hot 100. And, cool. You know, the tour kicks off September 27th in Austin, Texas, and concludes in Milan on March 5th. Oh, nice. So all over the place. I don't have a list of everywhere that she's going, but yeah. Cool. So that's out there. Uh, this next one uh, might be a bit of a, a racy thing, but uh, you can kind of expect it coming out of AEW. Well, there you go. Uh, former world uh, women's champion, Tony Storm's new t-shirt yep. has been released by AEW. All right. Uh, it's titled Chin Up, Tits Out. Okay. Well, there you go. <laughs> now, uh, this is based on her latest catchphrase. And that's her catchphrase. That is her catchphrase. All right. But uh, it, it's getting a little bit of backlash on it. In what sense? In And not because of what it says, but for what it doesn't say, because there's a third part to the catchphrase. Yeah. She comes on, she says, chin up, tits out, and watch out for the shoe. Because as she walks off, she wings a shoe at whoever's interviewing her. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Yeah. That's so, funny. Uh, you know, I'm sure this t-shirt will do well. Uh, it's not the first time AEW has done something, uh, you know, on the fringe of stuff. Well, listen, I mean... The one look at that that photo on the shirt, and that is right back to the age old sex cells. Yeah, if that's the image that they're using, well, her her latest character, she's kind of like a a little bit nutty, a little bit Marilyn Monroe. Well, clearly, but uh, coming up this Wednesday, she's actually got a a title shot to regain the title. All right, at uh, Grand Slam at Arthur Ashe Stadium. So that's oh, on Wednesday night. Good luck, I guess. Yeah. But uh, like I say, you know, this isn't the first time they've done uh, crazy shirts. They did it originally uh, with one of their most popular sellers. Okay. Uh, Scissor me daddy ass. Oh, my Lord. <laughs> this uh, this particular number here was for uh, Billy Gunn, a.k.a. Daddy Ass, and uh -huh. the tag team, The Acclaimed, who's 
claim yeah. the same, they come out and they do the scissor motion. Yeah. So they'll scissor all the fans and then they get in, they yell, scissor me daddy ass. And I don't know how many times you ring. can say the word scissor in this segment. I know we're going to get away with it though, <laughs> oh, because they're, yeah. they basically reclaimed it from its I, uh, original purpose. I don't know how we're reclaiming anything. No, here. I'm not saying we're reclaiming. I'm saying they have reclaimed because one of them is an openly gay wrestler. Okay. And his, his finishing maneuver is shit or scissor me timbers. Scissor me timbers. Which is a variation on like a leg drop, but it's between the yeah. legs. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. But anyway, Billy Gunn's still out there doing that with them. And <laughs> it's like one of their number one sellers. So of course it is. Yeah. Of course it is. It's even got an accompanying chant. <laughs> Yeah, the crowd actually chants like crazy for that one. Yeah. But speaking of t-shirts. What? We got a couple new ones up. We do? We do. Oh, look at those. They're glorious. Yeah, we got one based on the Bionic 6 logo and one based on Jason the Wheel Warriors. Beards and the Phantom Power Podcast. Yeah. <laughs> How appropriate is that? <laughs> Available now. Oh, that looks so good. They look great. I think it turned out okay yeah so i mean that puts our uh if you want uh some uh if you've got a favorite pop culture inspired uh merch and you want to support the show it's a great way to do it head on over to uh our merch shop it's linked in the description of this video and uh check out what's there what we're over 80 designs i think now? we're getting close to 90 90 almost 90 designs there most of them are, are based on uh popular pop culture uh properties or funny things we've said yeah <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Or even some lexicon words. That's right. You can go fub yourself too. Right. <laughs> now this one, I, I, I'm guaranteeing it's not new, but it's no. new to me. Yep. Uh, I, I had never seen this before. Uh, do you need a miracle? Do I need a miracle? Do you need a miracle? Oh, no, I just saw this the other night on late night TV. And uh, I, I'm what am little, I looking at? Is that a little baggie of water? That is a little baggie of water. Okay. Uh, we do have a video clip here for to maybe explain it a little bit better. Because I don't, I, I'm not, is this something evangelical? I believe it is. Okay, let's take a look and see what the clip says. Do you need a miracle? Real people with real needs are receiving real life-changing miracles when they use the miracle spring water. My husband brought the spring water up and I drank it. And I'm speaking today. I had no speech, totally paralyzed, and now I'm testifying. You have sent me the water and I used it. You told me I was going to get a check for $7,000. Sure enough, I got a check in the mail. It was exactly $7,000. This faith tool will help you to see liberation from the bondage of debt. It's free. I want to send it to you. No obligation. Call me now. And when you told me to anoint my checkbook yesterday, I received a letter for over $45,000 that my second mortgage was paid off. Get the spring water, drink the spring water, or whatever you need to do with it. It really works. Release your faith now by calling for your free packet of Miracle Spring Water. It's free just for calling. The power of faith is real. Peter George Popoff, born July 2nd, 1946, is a German-born American televangelist, charlatan, debunked clairvoyant, and faith healer. He was exposed in 1986 by James Randi for using a concealed earpiece to receive radio messages from his wife, who gave him the names, addresses, and ailments of audience members during Popoff-led religious services. Yeah, there's a big documentary on this guy. Is there? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, I, I'd never heard of him before, Ugh. but uh, this this came on the TV, and I, I kind of snickered like a bag of Miracle Water. <laughs> okay. <gasps> and it'll be sent free to you. Free to you. No obligation. No. When you told me to anoint my checkbook. <laughs> <laughs> Will it work? <laughs> but like, if he's been confirmed as a charlatan, you know, how is he still airing this in 2023? Well, because that's that's we've had conversations about this. There's a, the faith component to people wanting to believe. What's and gonna, so what's going to happen in India in 15 years when they discover this, <laughs> man, I don't know. I yeah. Don't know. <laughs> Silver spider. Oh, Kim. Oh my giddy odd. Are people falling for this? Maybe <laughs> silver spider says, Hey, it's free. Unlike bell Delphine oh. bathwater. <laughs> Oh, we missed this one. Merch, merch, merch. Yeah. But yeah, apparently you can get your free bag of miracle water by calling that number. And nope. I, I don't know if you'd want to drink nope. foreign water from nope. I don't know where. Nope. But maybe, you know, do it. anoint your car or something. Not going to do it. This next one kind of sucks. Uh-oh. Uh, Wait. It, it was kind of the theme of last week. We didn't have any celebrity death this week. Did we, we didn't. But this is kind of akin to it because this is like okay. economical. Sure. Uh, hundreds have been hit with layoffs after the. Oh, UFC well, did anybody think this wasn't going to happen? Well, we're going to talk about that in a second. But uh, apparently, while these hundred plus employees were getting released, uh, the top brass was getting crazy paydays. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Two entertainment companies that are, you know, playing, you know, in the similar, you know, similar games. Yeah. But they're all under the TKO umbrella now. Okay. Um, and uh, according to reports, uh, the initial round of layoffs happened last Friday with 100 plus getting the notice that they were cut. Now, this um, is strictly from the WWE side from of things? From the WWE side. From How big was that organization that they can afford to cut that many people? Well, fairly large. That's what I mean. Like, But like they had uh, insights and analytics people, marketing, graphic design. I guess so, yeah. Uh, the WWE network people, podcasting, and live event oh, staff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, there was also executives who are no longer with the company, uh, like CFO Frank A. Riddick III. Uh, who was VP of International and Platform Strategy, uh, Andy Levine, EVP of Development and Digital, uh, James Horowitz, Brand Director Kimberly Kierkegaard, and uh, EVP and Head of Marketing, Catherine Newman. Yeah, that's a lot of uh, top heaviness. It is. Uh, Dana Warrior uh, also. Oh, yeah. yeah. She's yeah. the widow of the ultimate warrior. Part of the company's community outreach. Yeah, so she had brought in, like, you know, because quite often they would do that. Like if, if a wrestler has passed, yeah, they make considerations for their family. Yep. You know, so that sucks for her. But, I mean, uh, it's not, it's not just a, 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 a word and a handshake anymore. No. I mean, we're at such a level now where it's, yeah. it's all, all tied up in the legals. Yeah. Uh, as of Friday, there was apparently zero talent releases, but that has since changed. I don't have the full list, but there is a list of people who were oh, wow. cut. But the kick part here is uh, WWE CEO Nick Khan. He got a bonus of $15 million. Oh, wow. Uh, CCO Triple H 
got a bonus of five million, and both of those were payable in full, in full. as soon as the merger closed. Interesting. And uh, CFO Frank Riddick, who's no longer with the company, uh, he was listed to have a five million bonus, uh, with sixty percent being paid after the deal closed and forty percent in six months after that. Interesting. So, again, the rich get richer, I guess. I guess, yeah. But uh, as far as stuff on the UFC side, yep. Uh, Dana White has been very vocal that there are no layoffs at the UFC side. Even okay. Some folks are uh, are writing that yes, there is, but uh, he was on uh, his Twitter live, and I guess he was hit up by a question from some guy. Oh, really? And he went off on him. Oh no. Uh, yeah. We do have a clip. Okay, let's take so, a look uh, at the clip. Let's roll that. Let's see what Dana White. And uh, today, this scumbag posted a story that says UFC hit with layoffs. And he was literally gloating about it. First of all, it's not true. I'm going to tell you guys again. Most of what you read is not true. Literally, these, these scumbags write lies. And this guy was gloating about it and saying stuff like, uh, hey, Dana, you, you have bosses now. Uh, you should check with them before you whatever. And no, I don't. You don't know anything about this fucking situation. And you definitely know nothing about the sport. You jerk off. And, to, and for somebody like who's supposed to be a reporter to be, uh, you know, gloating about people losing their jobs. I said it before, you piece of shit. Nobody will lose their job at the UFC. Nobody's getting laid off. It's not going to happen. <clears throat> the other side of Endeavor um, laid some people off. I'm not laying anybody off. It's not going to happen. Guys, I can't reiterate to you enough. Don't believe anything you read. It's, it's so bad. Literally, these people write bullshit. This guy didn't fact check. He didn't do anything. UFC hit with layoffs. They do it to get hits, whether it's true or not true. Most of this shit is lies. Anyway. Hate to be um, negative, but I had to address that. Lying, scummy piece of shit saying we're laying people off when we're not. Not true. Dana White saying I hate to be negative. <laughs> what? Is that the same person? Maybe. Um, Dana White, you sold your company. You have a boss. Yeah. You but fool. At the same time, though, he's, he's right. Nobody from the UFC got laid off because back in 2016 sure. when they first got acquired by TKO yeah that's when they got laid off so right now, so now it's WWE's turn now we're talking yeah so because of the the acquisition of the WWE that just dredges up all the other stuff yeah so no no layoffs now now yeah and you do have a boss he's got to answer to somebody but so if, if anybody out there has got a, a thing they want to call in about. Oh, now's the time. Or, last this call. is last call for last call. If there was a headline that caught your attention this week that we didn't talk about and you want to let us in on it, call us up right now. Mm. So uh, Soprano star Dre DeMatteo, age 51. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, she's joined OnlyFans. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, she's... Uh, she was wildly honest when she revealed exactly why she decided to go ahead with creating an OnlyFans account. Okay. Um, in an interview, she has said uh, when she took the big leap, uh, she says she was forced to take a different direction 
after refusing to get a COVID-19 vaccination. Well, I mean, there you go. So that's yeah. your choice. Yeah. Uh, she's quoted as saying, I didn't know this was going to have uh, going to be a change of life all of a sudden during the time I'm supposed to be relaxing a little bit that I would have to switch careers and figure things out because my own industry thinks I'm, you know, a savage. And she told that to Fox news on uh, September 14th continuing quote. She says, I guess you could say I was a bad girl because I did not follow the rules a couple of years ago. So I don't want to be at the mercy of mandates or strike or anything like that ever again. And, uh, She's kind of got a why not attitude at this point. I guess, yeah. She's also quoted saying, I figured, okay, everybody's in their underwear and being sexy on Instagram, and I don't do that, but I can do that, and I can get paid for it. <laughs> I don't know why I didn't think of this sooner, she told the uh, news outlet. Um, she says, I know some people have said some nasty things about me having joined OnlyFans, but, you know, the way we see it in this house, it's mommy's a warrior not accepting defeat. Interesting. She's got two kids, uh, 15 and 12 that she's providing for. And, uh, I think the prevailing thought here is that you hear the word only fans and you're like, Oh, you're just, yeah, you're you instantly go, Oh, it's just smut or it, but, it's worse than what maybe it is yeah. not saying that, you know, dressing up provocatively and, and giving people, you know, video clips or photos or whatever the case may be isn't, but I don't think there's a case to be made for like we're going right to like hardcore sex or anything like no. that. But uh, apparently her agent dropped her over the COVID-19 thing. And uh, she claims that she almost lost her home over it because she couldn't get booked for work. Well, again, I don't know. I mean, choices, right? Yeah. Choices and I'm, consequences. Well, there's a doctor shortage in Canada right now. And I think they could solve it if they just pull their heads out of their ass. Like all the uh, nurses and whatnot, they fired because they wouldn't get vaccinated. Sure. Hire them back. Or all of the uh, folks that are trained to a Western standard of medicine that are living in this country, but can't get a residency because, because... they don't have a Canadian ticket. Right. Yeah. But uh, that's how you have doctors driving cabs in Toronto. Yeah. Well, there's another uh, joke that was on the uh, Big Bang Theory for the physics bowl one. Yep. Where he's like, in Russia, I was physicist. Here I am janitor. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, she says when it comes to the stigma surrounding her decision to join, uh, she just doesn't care. She'd rather save her family than save face. And I guess, that, you know, from it, the parent, I'll do whatever it takes. Yeah. Yeah. I guess so. And I guess her kids, you know, they kind of encouraged her saying, you know, do it. Yeah. Because uh, she used to have a lot of money and now all of a sudden she's broke. Right. But has she had any other notoriety outside of Sopranos? Sopranos? I don't know for sure. Yeah, I don't know either. But, you know, if she can still rock it at 51, why not? Sure, sure. I mean, I've been watching that Secrets of Playboy and a lot of them regret doing it, you know, when they were young or whatever. Yeah. But at this point in her life, she's already a name. She's been to the top of the fame mountain. Yeah, right, right. right. Might as well get it. Yeah, I mean, from that perspective of, you know, whatever it takes, like that, it makes sense. Yeah. Uh, she also added, uh, say, when uh, people make nasty comments about why she would have done that, her response is, damn straight. I hope you never have to be in the position I'm in. Yeah. I take care of my entire family and a lot of other people who depend on me. Yeah, it's a so, tough it's a tough spot to be in. You know what? OnlyFans is becoming like a 
viable career option. Absolutely. It is like, absolutely. Same as people saying, you know, YouTubers and podcasters was never going to go anywhere. Right. You can't make money on YouTube. What? Yeah. What? I might've said that once or twice in my life. Once or twice. I'm not making money at YouTube. Are you? Not yet. <laughs> Hopefully soon. I do this because I like to. Yeah. It's fun. It totally is. Plus we got to talk about strangers and we do. We get to talk now. about all kinds of weird stuff. So that's always fun. Yep. Well, why are so we, are we, we're at, uh, our, we're at our last the end, of, end of the road here. We've hit that point where yeah. it's uh, that time of the, the week where uh, Andy is out there in the aisles. He's uh, hunting for you and me so we can save a buck. And uh, this week's uh, toy hunting tip for toy hunting at Dollarella. Yeah. So uh, Mr. Potato Head chips. Uh, like actual potato chips? No, these are these are themed bags of parts. <laughs> so each one oh, is, okay. is themed like a flavor or something. Oh, that you get, uh, okay, sort of okay, okay. Of uh, Mr. Potato Head parts. So you can... Uh, <laughs> I like Tweak the present. I like the presentation. It's creative. I like the presentation. That's cute. Yeah, they're selling for five bucks at Dollarama. Sure. Uh, regular retail, twelve ninety nine. So you're saving a bit. Nice. Uh, the other one's nothing new. Restocks on the uh, the Batman stuff. Uh, restocks on Hot Wheels. Plus lots of Batman. Yeah. Uh, you're not saving much versus your Walmart because it's two dollars here, two dollars at Walmart. But, but if you're there, but as you and I both know, the local collectors will hit up yeah the walmart's for the treasure hunt they show up at you know specific times looking for whereas dollarama kind of restocks the shelves at random right so you got a better chance of finding your batmobiles your treasure hunts and whatnot interesting especially if you're there if you happen to be there when they're just filling it yeah yeah really better first go at it yeah that's cool very cool so that's what i got this week well, that's, uh, that's about it for us for, uh, this week. If it's a uh, random fandom for the week of, uh, September 19th, 2023, 2023. Hope you guys had a great time uh, hanging out with us as, uh, we all had a great time hanging out with you. Uh, let me just, let me do this for a second here. I should have, I should have put this up. Should we have added one? We should have just to remind everybody. Let True. me go back to uh that one right there don't forget um as we are uh coming up on the close in of the finale of uh star wars ahsoka that's our short tuesdays our other uh show that we do our sunday nights uh the the finale is uh october 3rd it's a tuesday night and we are going to do our first ever uh live streaming watch party uh, where the three of us, Andy, myself, and Hank, our third, will all be here reacting to the show in real time. So if you want to come and hang out with us uh, on October 3rd, I would invite uh, everybody to come and do so. It's going to be a fun night. Um, and we'll get some of that discussion that we normally have on Sundays sort of out in real time as we argue and uh, verbally assault each other. <laughs> our jaws drop. That's right. <laughs> Otherwise, uh, don't forget Sundays, uh, as always, is our regular um, our regular Star Wars review stuff. We'll be back again uh, this Sunday. Ahsoka is on tonight. It's on in uh, oh, it's on about an hour, hour and a half. half. But an hour and a half. So you've got time to uh, warm up the popcorn machine and get ready and uh, settle in for another could be another best episode ever if the trend continues. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but that's it, guys. Uh, if we don't see you on Sunday, we'll see you next Tuesday. And until then, for Fandom Power, my name is Wes. I'm Andy. And uh, bye for now, everybody. Hey, guys. Thanks for listening to Fandom Power. Be sure to like us on Facebook and follow us on Instagram and Twitter. 
Stay tuned for our next episode where we'll be talking about another one of your favorite fandoms. 